Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Masarowski. Outside right now, some rain still. We've got 69 degrees in Buffalo. And a traffic note to start on the 90 west this morning. Between the 190 and 400 exits 53 and 54. Expect slowdowns. A tractor-trailer overnight became sideways on the through eights, blocking two of the three lanes. Traffic is only getting by in the left lane. Yeah, so heads up, uh, not just that, but the rain this morning, uh, something to watch out for if you're out on the roads in this early hour. The Tops shooter set to be back in a federal courtroom this morning. WBEN's Max Ferry taking a look at to how the process will play out from here. The now 19-year-old top shooter is to appear in court today at 11 a.m. for his federal arraignment on his 27-count indictment. He is death penalty eligible, but U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland will take his time to decide on whether or not they want to pursue the death penalty. He's charged with a hate crime. He's charged with using deadly force, using a weapon to commit a murder. He is death penalty eligible. It's up to the Attorney General and the Department of Justice to decide whether or not they're going to ask for the death penalty. And that should be interesting since the Biden administration has suspended using the death penalty. Said prominent local defense attorney Paul Cambria. What do the families of the victims think? Should the shooter get the death penalty? They, they, the views that they, they expressed were, uh, were that they would let a jury decide whether or not he, he would live or not said John Elmore, attorney of some families of the victims. I'm Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Max, thank you. We'll continue to follow that court appearance later this morning right here on WBEN. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown speaking outside the newly reopened Tops on Jefferson Avenue this weekend where he went shopping Sunday with Army veteran Patrick White. The mayor afterwards speaking about security at the store. Tops did an extraordinary job installing significant security measures here at the store. Uh, the city is also enhancing security in this area of the city of Buffalo. We've added a surveillance camera right across the street from the store uh, that can see uh, the store parking lot up and down Jefferson Avenue. That camera will be monitored uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Uh, so we're going to continue to partner with TOPS uh, to make sure that the security here uh, is uh, strong, uh, to make sure that people not only feel safe, 
but they, that they are safe. Newly installed surveillance cameras will be keeping watch on the area outside the store and at Landon and Riley Streets. A report from a Texas committee of lawmakers investigating the massacre at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. Deciding the school's police department failed, Aaron Katursky explains what was revealed in that 77-page report released yesterday afternoon, including some background on the shooter. He had a troubled upbringing. He really had no relationship, it seems, with his father, who kind of left and went back to North Dakota, where he was born. He, he was raised by his mother, but then became estranged from her, eventually was living with his grandmother. At, at one point, he was bullied at, at school. He had a stutter, and that may have been the cause of bullying. And, and teachers determined that he was at risk because he was falling so far behind. But the report says at no time did he ever receive any special education services. It's Aaron Katursky reporting, and we'll hear much more on this new report out yesterday throughout the morning here on WBEN. Meanwhile, three victims are dead along with a shooter after a man opened fire inside a mall in Greenwood, Indiana, Sunday. Another man's being called a hero for stopping the shooter in action. It was an armed civilian legally carrying a gun who stopped the active shooter. Police say inside of the food court at the mall, the shooter using a long gun was firing at those inside when the civilian took action. We have one shooter responsible for the incident and one good Samaritan who shot the person. Greenwood Police Chief Jim Eisen says that civilian likely saved numerous lives. A motive for the shooting is unknown. Alex Stone, ABC News. Back home, a pair of deadly motorcycle accidents in western New York in Buffalo. Police say a 21-year-old man died after a crash on the 33 near the Best Street exit ramp. The motorcycle traveling west when it struck a guardrail Saturday evening. The man taken to ECMC, where he was pronounced dead. And the Lewiston Police Department saying a man died after a motorcycle crash there. Police called to the crash site in the 1900 block of Saunders Settlement Road just before 5 a.m. yesterday found a 27-year-old driver unresponsive at the scene. Gas prices in the Buffalo area have dropped 8 cents in the past week to 4.68 a gallon as of this morning. Over the past 3 weeks, prices are down about 21 cents. The national average is 4.52 a gallon. All right. So how about that? You notice it on the signs, right? right? You going by, it's like, all right, a little bit lower than where we were. We're not flirting with 5. Like we were for, exactly. it seems like, a few weeks. But it's, we're not happy either. No, no one's happy. <laughs> but it has calmed down a little bit. The uncertain economic picture of the last year, not stopping local entrepreneurs. How about that? WBEN's Brayton Wilson here with more on growing businesses in western New York. Western New York has seen a rapid growth of new businesses in the region since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to one report from Buffalo Business First last week, the number of new business applicants in western New York grew by 1,000 from 2019 to 2020, with the number of applicants skyrocketing to 13,729 just last year, which is a 36% increase from 2020. The 2021 total of applicants is the highest that Western New York has seen in its eight counties in the last 16 years. Like what we're seeing across the country is you have people pivoting in their careers, making different choices, and some people are taking advantage of the pandemic in a way that they're making a leap in the way that they live their lives. Some are choosing to abandon their current career altogether and start a business and take that shot to grow something that they're really passionate about. You had new businesses being formed on a 
day-to-day for people that were supplying PPE material. You had people that saw a weakness in the supply chain and they're entering into the marketplace. So I'm not entirely surprised given what has transpired over that year. But now with us coming out of the pandemic, hopefully that trend continues forward. That's president of the Amherst Chamber of Commerce, A.J. Baines. So what made some people decide to apply for a business given all that happened during the COVID-19 pandemic and with today's economic concerns? One local Amherst business that managed to come about during the pandemic is Spruce on Main, which is owned by Krista Sobin. She says her venture to applying for a new business during the pandemic was simply just a matter of trying something new. I think it kind of shed some light on things. And honestly, the Spruce was born from being home so much and really being in tune with what was happening in my community and showed me an opportunity that I probably wouldn't have known existed. More on the recent rise in local business applicants in Western New York is available online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right. Uh, interesting that that happened during the pandemic. There wasn't a lot of attention on it, right? Yeah, pretty cool. Um, now, you know, not every business is... I, I don't know about you, but when I think, you know, here, new business, I'm thinking of like a physical thing, you right. know, a physical location, a store opening yeah. up. It's not necessarily that, no. although that's included too. But, you know, little people doing things right. out of their homes or, you know, starting some sort of uh, business. Great to see that opening up over the course of the last year. And as you heard right there, I guess, hey, if you have some extra time on your hands... Uh, not everybody is surprised that this is happening, even right. with the economic picture we're in. Yeah, it's good for Western New York. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for rain around the area this morning. Some scattered showers continue into this afternoon with temperatures today in the mid-70s. For tonight, few showers early this evening, otherwise partly cloudy. Overnight lows in the mid-60s. On Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds. Slight chance for a late-day shower. Temperatures in the low 80s, upper 80s on Wednesday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line is Dennis Vanko, partner at Lippus Matthias LLP, also former New York State Attorney General and U.S. Attorney for Western New York. We're taking a look at the federal arraignment for the TOPS shooter set to happen inside of a courtroom today. Dennis, thanks for being on with us. How are you? Good morning, Brian, and thanks for having me. Um, looking at what's going to be happening in court today, uh, the shooter had already appeared in federal court after a complaint was uh, lodged. Uh, what is the difference between his previous appearance in federal court and what is set to happen today? Well, the complaint was uh, an instrument that was filed um, uh, by, the, uh, by the U.S. Attorney's Office. It was not an instrument that was uh, filed by the grand jury. So the complaint, an FBI agent, a federal agent can sign a complaint. Typically, a complaint is used uh, to either cut off the statute of limitations, but more more prominently, a complaint is used to initiate a prosecution uh, while awaiting presentation of evidence to a grand jury. So from the time the complaint was filed uh, to uh, last Friday when the indictment was returned, evidence was presented to a federal grand jury, uh, distinguishable from the state grand jury, which uh, previously had issued the state indictment, so the difference is that the grand jury in in the context of the indictment has now heard evidence and the grand jury has determined that there is sufficient evidence to bring these federal offenses against the defendant. Well, Dennis, there are now, as you just mentioned, state and federal charges against the shooting suspect. How does this move forward? Which one goes first? Well, that typically they they move forward on a parallel path. 
the, the, the question, Susan, as to which one goes first, uh, really does have implications at the time of sentencing because uh, quite possibly there can be consecutive uh, terms of sentence here. So there, there's because we're talking about two separate jurisdictions, the state has brought an indictment and the federal government has brought an indictment through the Department of Justice, uh, there, there's the very real possibility that because they're separate and distinct crimes, that he will be sentenced differently. Typically, a defense attorney will want to try to align the advancement of the two prosecutions so that they end somewhat simultaneously. But that's only in the context of a defendant who is seeking to uh, resolve the charges with a guilty plea. And, and in that context, they want to they want to do that simultaneously, have both jurisdictions agree to or have him plead guilty in both jurisdictions somewhat simultaneously so that they can align the sentencing ramifications. In this case, I don't see a plea happening, at least not at this moment. Um, and, and frankly, because of the death penalty possibilities on the federal side, um, I, I, there's the, and we don't have the death penalty possibility on the state side, I think that it's way premature at this moment to be thinking that there's going to be an alignment of the conclusion of these cases, both state and federal. Speaking of a potential death penalty case in South Florida, that death penalty trial begins today for the Parkland shooter. I, should we be maybe looking at what is happening there and maybe drawing a similar comparison as to how that trial, how that process might look and play out here in Buffalo? Right. I think, I think it will be informative uh, because it, it will, um, you know, foretell in terms of, you know, the type of uh, evidence, the type of arguments that are made. Uh, but again, it's, it's, each case stands on its own. And in, in this instance here with the so-called top shooter, uh, we're, we're some time off in my view from the department of justice making a determination as to whether or not the death penalty should be imposed. We have spoken in the past, uh, the three of us, about how uh, the Attorney General has placed a moratorium on the implementation of uh, the death penalty uh, by the Department of Justice or employing the death penalty by the Department of Justice. So I think that's the first hurdle that has to be, uh, be overcome here, is whether or not the Attorney General is going to lift the moratorium uh, while contemplating the evidence in this case. But I do think that Parkland will be informative because of the process, the procedure, the arguments that are made. So it's, it bears watching that case. Can you talk about the decision that Attorney General Merrick Garland is making right now on whether to seek the death penalty here? Well, I, I would only be speculating, Susan, but as I mentioned a moment ago, I think that it does begin with uh, the department has to make, he has to make the decision that for this case, at least, uh, he is going to make an exception to the, the pause, if you will, of, of you know, implement, implementation of uh, the death penalty. So and, and because he has, he has paused, he's put a moratorium on it, I think he first needs to determine whether or not for this case he's going to lift the moratorium. Now, it might be a simultaneous process. I mean, the evaluation of the evidence to determine whether or not uh, this case qualifies for the death penalty is probably the same type of evaluation that he needs to determine whether to lift the moratorium. But as, as we've talked in, in past and in prior interviews, if this case, 
does not qualify for the federal death penalty, then they should take the federal death penalty off the books, in my estimation. The speed at which this case and, you know, the uh, local case will go forward. I I mean, it is something that I would imagine is, and you would see this time and time again, important to the families, that justice be swift, that this not be a long, played-out process is there a way to ensure that happens? I mean, in a case that is, you know, frankly, as obvious as this, and we'll take away the death penalty aspect for a moment, but the getting that conviction, putting this into trial as quickly as possible, what is the way for that to happen? Can that happen? Is there an expedited path? Well, this is from the defense perspective, from the defendant's perspective and, and the defendant's attorney's point of view. This is a complicated case. It's also complicated in in many instances for the prosecutors, but uh, the the prosecutors have had the the value of of the investigation and dealing with agents and investigators. Uh, The defense defense is now just, you know, catching up now that the charges have formally been filed. Uh, So they they will want to be thorough. Uh, For instance, on the state side, we learned just recently that in a recent court appearance in state court, uh, the, the judge granted an extension to the defendants, uh, I think, through October in an effort to allow them to uh, conduct a further evaluation of the defendant's mental capacity. Uh, so in that instance, the, the delay is occasioned by a request from, from the defense attorneys. Uh, the federal case, uh, despite the, the, the volume of cases that are pending in the Western District Federal Court, uh, federal criminal cases always take precedence, and they they will move this case forward expeditiously. expeditiously. At the end of the day, Brian, the, the, the person or people who will keep this case on track will be the judges in the respective jurisdictions. They don't want this case to be delayed, but they want to give the defendant every opportunity to build his case because they don't want whatever happens here. They don't want anything coming back on appeal, assuming that there's a conviction because they pushed the cases too fast. We're talking live with attorney Dennis Vaco this morning about the top shooting case. What happens if the defendant's attorneys go with a mental defense? Well, we're guessing at that at this, at this point, right. Susan, but it's, 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 uh, it's possible uh, we saw, you know, as we just uh, discussed, there was uh, a request for an extension by the defense attorneys on the state side uh, to to assess his mental capability uh, capacity. That's going to be that that is a, a tricky defense because in a in a case where the defendant is asserting that um, he should be not guilty due to the lack of mental capacity. What the defendant is actually saying, the theory of that of that um, uh, uh, defense, that that this defendant committed these crimes, but he committed these crimes. And he didn't understand the nature of what he was doing when he committed these crimes. That's a very difficult um, thing for uh, to happen, in my estimation, in this case. I'm not saying that they're not going to do it, and that's why on the state side they're already conducting an evaluation. Um, uh, as to whether or not they, they want to assert that defense. But the underpinnings of that defense is that this particular defendant who's making that, asserting that defense, actually committed the crimes. 
Well, Dennis, we appreciate the expertise, as always. Dennis Vanco, partner with Lippus Matthias, LLP, also former state attorney general and U.S. attorney for Western New York. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.